We are on Ksubis Lamed Tes Amad Aleph towards the bottom, 39A3, uh, towards the bottom of the Archgold page. We are now beginning the Gemara. The Gemara to the Mishnah that we just quoted is just a little bit uh, of an introduction. We explained some of it in the last class. Uh, but uh, we're discussing some of the differences between Ones and Mefata. So far we've been discussing a lot of the similarities about the fact that there's a fine of Chamishim Kesa, of Chamishim Shkalim, 50 Shekel. But there are many differences. So here are some of the differences. Number one is, is there a requirement to get married, assuming that the girl and the father uh, want to marry this guy? Is there a requirement? If it's a rape, if it's Ma'anis, if it's rape, so then... It is required. If it's a seduction, so then, no, the guy has the right to say no, that he, it's, it's his choice. However, uh, that being the case, uh, whether or not he, again, in the case of a seduction, whether he pays the fine of 50 shekel would depend upon whether or not he uh, gets married, meaning as follows, that if he marries this girl, so then he would not pay the 50 shekel. He would not pay the 50 shekel, um, if he does not marry, if he chooses not to marry her, so then he would have to pay the kanas, the fine of 50 shekel. When it comes to a case of, of rape, so there, um, there's an obligation to, uh, to get married, assuming that this is what the girl and her father want. Um, and even if they do get married, um, so then there would still be this fine of 50 shekel. It's uh, another difference between a case of a seduction and a case of rape is that the fine of 50 shekel applies no matter what in the case of a rape and in the case of a, of a seduction of a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half. So then um, it would only apply if they do not get married. If they get married, so then uh, the fine does not apply if they do get married. Okay, those are some of the differences between a, uh, a, a um, ones, a case of rape, versus a case of, of a seduction. We explained in the last class uh, that the reason why there's a mitzvah to get married um, is really twofold. One is to prevent him from, um, from doing this, to realize that this can't be a one-time thing, but then you're stuck with this person for the rest of your life. Um, and number two is to help her out. Again, she could always back out. So it's to help her out in case she's concerned or her father's concerned that it will be much more difficult now to get married, assuming that they want this, so then they could get married. Okay, another difference, well, another difference, which is where the Gemara begins with, is whether or not there's a payment for tsar. We know that there is a payment in both for the knas, the fine, for uh, the humiliation, for uh, the... Uh, the lower of uh, of her value, the fact that uh, there's humiliation and that it's, uh, it, it creates a change within her and her value, so you have to pay for that as well. Um, and when it comes to an onis, when it comes to rape, there's also pain involved. So the Gemara's opening question is, Tsa'ar demai. What is this pain that we are talking about? And to be specific is, what is this pain that we're talking about that applies specifically with regards to a case of onis, of a rape, but wouldn't apply to a case of mafata of a seduction, and Tosfos, the classic commentator, points out in, on, on the page that uh, it cannot be a specific type of pain where it occurs after uh, the actual incident. If the pain happens afterwards, not during the incident itself, but if the pain exists afterwards, so then from a legal perspective, 
there wouldn't be a requirement to pay for that. It would have to be that the pain exists specifically at the time of the act itself. Now, it's also a good question, why don't we just say that the pain when it comes to a rape is the emotional, psychological pain that's involved? Um, so that's also a good question, but that, that today that would be included also in the doctor's fees and the therapist's fees and all the fees that, that, that exist, that, are, that cost her to, uh, to get back to her normal, to try to get back to her normal life, so then he would have to pay for that nowadays. Um, but it, the Gemara does not suggest that it's the, the, the emotional pain of the act of being raped itself. Uh, but he, he would have to pay for all the, uh, all the doctor's fees. So says the Gemara, what pain are we talking about? So the Gemara will give a few suggestions for, for what the pain is that we're talking about, um, and then conclude with one of them. The father of Shmuel says, The pain that in the case of rape, he, th- he threw her down. He threw her down and uh, it caused her pain when he was uh, acting physically violent against her. So the Gemara says, Wait a minute. Rabbi Zera says, what are you telling me? You're telling me that if it was a, if it's um, the pain from from being violent by throwing her on the floor and causing her to have pain, that's when there's an obligation to pay. To pay. The implication is that um, if he did not throw her on the floor or you know, there was pillows, there was cushions there, so then he wouldn't have to pay. It's not true. We know that uh, according to the opinion that says that you have to pay, um, it's not because of the force that you're you're placing upon her. Vatanya, we have the following brace that proves this. Rabbi Shimon says as follows: The first opinion says that there is no payment of the pain of the tsar. Because the type of pain that we are talking about is pain that you would have anyways just from the sexual act itself. It's not from you have it from her husband. If let's say it was her husband, but it, it's not the type of pain that's about throwing her down. Um, it's it, that pain would exist regardless. And so, Reb Shimon, this is just the bright. So the bright. Reb Shimon says that there is no uh, payment for pain because she would have received this pain anyways once uh, she gets married. Well, the our Mishnah follows the response of the Chachamim Amrulo. The Chachamim respond back in this brisa. Reb Shimon is is one opinion, but the Chachamim. The majority, they respond back and say, no. There's a difference between when it's forced versus when it is uh, done willingly. Uh, that there's a difference and that there is pain involved when it's forced. The question, though, is what is that pain? We see from this Bryce that it's, we're not talking about the pain of being violent and throwing her on the floor. That's, uh, that's, not, that's not something that, that could be up for discussion in this Bryce because... Rabbi Shimon says that that pain also occurs when they're married, and uh, one would hope that when they're married, that that's not happening. Uh, it's the assumption that we, we don't want that. That's not happening. So it's not talking about being forced. Uh, so what type of pain are we referring to? Certainly, if if uh, he threw her down, so then he would have to pay for that. But we're discussing some other type of a pain. So what pain are we talking about? Suggestion number two. Suggestion number one was the pain of being violent with her and throwing her on the floor. So that isn't the pain that we're discussing. He would have to pay for that, but that's not the pain that we're discussing. What pain are we talking about? It's about the position that uh, she is in, that, that that itself 
the position that she's in during the sexual act itself causes her pain. Um, and we're not just talking about the first time that she has sexual relations, but uh, the, the commentators point out that this would be every single time it would cause, um, that, that itself would also cause pain uh, just by the position that she, she is in. We also have a verse for this. The Pasuk says, but tefaski es over by separating her legs, um, it causes pain to her, um, and so therefore you have to pay the 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 the, the person who raped her would have to pay uh, for that pain that is caused. If this is true, asks the Gemara. We know that this type of pain is a difference between whether it was done willingly or whether it was done by force, but. Her being in a certain position for the for the sexual act, that applies in both cases. So why is this limited to a case of where it's forced? So my answer is Amr of Nachum Amr Baravua, Marshal de Mafusa Lamadavadoma. I could give you the following analogy, says Rab Baravua. La Adam Sha'amar Lakavera Krush Yaran Shalivi Pater. A person tells his friend, Rip my rip my silks, rip my uh, clothing, rip my articles, um, and then you will be exempt from payment. I'm telling you, you'll be exempt from payment. Uh, so basically, it's a case here where if it's done willingly, she's basically saying, you don't have to pay me for the pain. I I agreed I agreed to this. So you don't have to pay me. I'm telling you to go ahead and do this. If it's done force, by force, so then you would have to pay. So the Gemara interjects and says, wait a minute. Shali, how does she have the right to say, don't pay me the, the money the, 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 the money for the pain that's caused does not go to her, as we've been explaining until now. All, since, uh, since she's under the jurisdiction of her father, she's too young, so therefore, it goes to her father. So she, she has no right to say, do this to me, and therefore, and then I'll exempt you from payment. The payment doesn't go to her. The payment goes just like the humiliation and the lowering of her value. The, all the costs for that are given to the, to the father assuming that she's still in the jurisdiction of her father. So the same thing is true when it comes to the pain. So she has no right to say, um, don't uh, don't pay me and, and uh, do this. It's not, the payment doesn't go to her. So answer number three. Again, number one was that he was being violent with her. Number two is the position that she's in. Number three is, Basically, when it's forced, so then the, the, the answer is, when it's forced, there's pain in the position that she's in during the act itself. When it's not forced, then there is no pain. Ah, but we, we, we know that there is a certain level of pain. So the Gemara basically says that, uh, three different explanations where they've spoken to immediate relatives. They, they can't, uh, the rabbis can't answer for themselves about the pain, but they've spoken to either their mother, or their wife, or their daughter. Um, who explained that, uh, it's not so, it's not really not, it's not so painful. Amr Abayi, Amr Li'im, Abayi says that his mother told him, who is not really his mother, um, it's really, um, he was an orphan, so it was really the one who raised him, said, No, the pain that she experiences is like hot water on the head of a bald person. It's negligible. Basically, it's a phrase to say that it's negligible. It's um, it's offset. Some of the commentators explain that it's offset by the pleasure that's involved. True, there might be minimal amount of pain, but the overall pleasure overrides the pain. 
Rava Amar, Rava says, Amrli Bas Rav Chista, the daughter of Rav Chista, who's his wife, because he spoke to his wife about this, is Ki Rivda de Silta. It's like a puncture. It's a small puncture, which is a minimal amount of pain. And Rav Papa Amar, Amrli Bas Abasura, who is also his own wife, Rav Papa's wife, Kinama Akusha Bechinchi. It's like uh, hard bread uh, rubbing against uh, one's palate, and so it's not. It's uh, it's not uh, so painful. Either it's not so painful, or the pleasure involved overrides the pain. But the point is, is that when it's done willingly, so then the pain is minimal. Uh, but when it's done by force, and this is the final answer, the Gemara. When it's done by force, so then uh, there is uh, there is pain in the position that she's in during the act itself. So in the end of the day, in the end of the day, when it comes to uh, rape of a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, there's also a payment for the pain, for the pain involved during the act itself. Certainly, of course, if there's also violence involved, so then there's a payment for that. Um, but even without that, there'd be just be a requirement to pay for the what happens during the act itself. But that doesn't apply when it is done willingly. Okay. The Gemara now continues with other parts to the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that when it comes to a case of a rape, so then the payment has to be done right away. When it comes to being seduced, the payment happens when he sends her away. So the Gemara wants to know, what do you mean when he sends her away? I don't understand. What do you mean when they get they get divorced? They're not married. We're not talking about a case where they're married. Uh, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, before they get married, that he has to make a decision whether or not that they should get married. Asks the Gemara, why are we using a language here that it's as if they're married and then they get divorced? No, they, they, were, they were never married. The case is where he seduces her and now he has to make a choice. Either he pays her and they don't get married or if they get married, so then he wouldn't have to pay the fine. Um, so, But it's not a case where they're already married and they're getting divorced. So Abaye clarifies, I'm Abaye, it doesn't mean when they get divorced, it means they're, they're not married yet. It means if he makes a decision, again, this is, is limited to a case of a seduction, but if it's, um, again, if a girl between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, if he makes the decision not to marry her, so then there's a fine. Then, you, then he would have to pay the fine of 50 shekel. If it's a case of a rape, so then uh, he has to pay the fine regardless. He, he always has to pay the fine even if they get married. Okay, Tane Namehachi. There's also a brisa, similar brisa. Even though uh, the if it's a case of seduction, he doesn't pay the fine unless they don't get married. But the the other parts, the forget about the fine, but the humiliation, the lowering of her value, that he would have to pay even if they do get married. And then continues the brisa. An important price. With regards to both, now we have a comparison. With regards to both, a case of rape and a case of seduction. Both the girl and the father have the right to uh, to prevent the marriage. In both of these cases, the girl and the father, if they don't, want, they're not interested. Then there's is no marriage. They both have the right. It's not forced. It's only forced in a case. Uh, of a rape, it's forced upon the guy. But they always have the right to back either one, either the girl or the father could back out. We are now in the art school in 39b2 in the first column. 
As we continue in the Gemara, the Gemara wants to know what is the source for this idea that they could both, either one, either the girl or her father could back out. When it comes to a case of seduction, the verse says um, her father could refuse it. That's only with regards to the father. What about with regards to her herself? The verse says, It has a double language to tell you that she could also back out. Ella ones, but when it comes to a rape, bishlamaihi she could back out ksivlosi amidaita. The pasuk the verse says that she shall be for him a wife. The implication is she shall be for him. It's her choice. She has the choice elaviaminalam. But how do we know that the father also could decide? Let's say she wants to get married, but the father doesn't want her to get married. So two reasons. Amar abaye shloyechotaniskar that no, we don't want the sinner. He's a sinner. We don't want, and they, and they call him a sinner. Uh, because this is a case of a, of a rape. Um, we don't want him to profit, to say that, ah, oh, now I get to marry her. No, if the father doesn't want this, we don't want him to, to benefit from this. That's one explanation. Rava, Amar Kavachom, Rava, Amar, Rava says that, no, we have the following logical argument. In a case of seduction where she agreed to it and they're only going up against her father. Her father never agreed to it. In that case, both she and her father could back out and say that we don't want uh, we don't want to get married. So then in the case of So then in the case of rape where it's against both of their it's against the father and against the girl herself, so then certainly we should allow the father to have the right to say that he doesn't want them to get married. And the Gemara, that's the position of Rava. So there's an argument here. According to Baye, it's we don't want uh, the sinner to uh, to profit, to gain from this. So if the father says no deal, there's no marriage, there's no marriage. Rava says that it's an argument. If both of them could back out in a case of seduction, so then both of them could also back out in a case of of a rape. And the Gemara now explains why each one doesn't hold to the other. Rava, Rava doesn't say like a Baye because since there's a fine... So he can't call this that, that the sinner, uh, wins. No, he, he has, to, he has to pay the fine anyways. Even if, even if they do get married, he has to pay the fine. Abai lomar karava, mefata diyu matzimakiv, avianami matzimakiv. Ones diyu lomatzimakiv, avianami lomatzimakiv. Abai says, no, the, the, the logical argument you said doesn't work. Why? Because you want to say that if it comes to seduction, the father can back out to them. Certainly, and when it comes to a rape, but no, maybe by seduction, the father can back out because the guy could also back out. The guy who did this could also back out. So once he could back out, other people could also back out. But in the case of a rape, he has no option. He's not allowed to back out. If she wants it, he's not allowed to back out. So maybe also the father cannot back out. Maybe the only time he could back out is when the guy himself could also back out. But that only applies when it's done willingly and not when it is, uh, not when it is forced, not when it's a rape. Let's just do a few more lines as we finish this daf, Lamatessa Mabez. We're on the second column now in 39b. Two in the art school. Tanya Idah. We have another brisa. Another brisa. Af al pish amru ones nosim yad kishiyoti who ain't la love klum. So in a case of a rape, he has to both marry her and pay the fine. So he has to pay the fine of fifty shekel. Now, what happens if they then get divorced? The Gemara is about to ask. What do you mean divorced? He has no right to divorce her. There's a, the law is he's forced into it and he has to stay into it. There's a negative uh, commandment uh, telling him that he cannot get divorced. But the Gemara will explain that in a second. But there is no ksuba. In general, in a regular marriage, there is a ksuba. There's a requirement to pay her once they get divorced. But in this case, there's no ksuba. So the Gemara says, 
they want to address point, both points. But first they say, How could they get divorced? So my answer is no. She's the one initiating the divorce. She has the right to initiate the divorce. He can't. But if she wants to get divorced, so then he has to listen. They would have to get divorced. And to them, there is no suba. Now, another case is Mace. However, let's say he dies. He dies. Is there a suba now? So these are two opinions. Yatza kesef kenasa b'ksubasa. Riyasi b'bihuda omer. Yesh suba mana. Basically, in a case where they get divorced, or a case where the, the husband dies, in a regular marriage, she receives ksuba. She receives, receives payment. He has to support her after the marriage ends. In this case, the first opinion says, no, there's no ksuba. The second opinion says, there is ksuba. There's ksuba of 100. Uh, but the first opinion says, there is no ksuba. Why would you say there's no ksuba in this case? In every case, there's usually ksuba. So it's important to know this concept of ksuba. It seems to be that this is a biblical requirement. It seems to be it's a biblical requirement. Um, perhaps it's only a biblical requirement. Maybe it's only a biblical requirement when she is still a basula, when she's still a virgin. Right now she's not a virgin. Or some of the commentators point out an interesting idea that it's only on a biblical level when it's a marriage which is done willingly by both parties. Both parties enter into it willingly. But in this case, it's forced upon uh, the man. He's forced to enter into this relationship. And so therefore, you might think that there's a ksuba, a concept of a ksuba on a rabbinic level, but it does not exist on a biblical level. The question is, why would you say that it doesn't exist at all? Nothing, according to the first opinion. What's the reason? Rabbanan sabri time amai takinu rabbanan ksuba The first opinion says that the reason why the rabbis instituted the concept of ksuba is so that it's not easy to get divorced. We don't want to create a situation where they get married and it's just very easy to get divorced. No ramifications, no repercussions. Married one day, divorced the next day. So we say, you know what? If you get divorced, you're going to have to pay a lot of money. And so therefore, it's basically creating a a situation where the marriage will hopefully last a long time. In this case, he has no he has no option. He has no way out. He can't get divorced. The Torah tells us that this is a type of marriage where there's no way out. So then, then there's no point to the ksuba. The other opinion says that there is a ksuba. He says, you know what? Uh, we are concerned uh, that maybe if there's no ksuba, if there's no ksuba, what will the husband do? The husband will terrorize and torment her to the point where she says, you know what, I want out. Uh, I want out. And it's good for him to be, to want out, to, to be out of it. He doesn't have to pay anything. So as a result of that, the rabbi said, you know what, there is a ksuba. You know why? Because we don't want him to have her be the one. He can't initiate a divorce, but she could. And so what he might do is he might terrorize her until she, she asks for a divorce. And so to prevent that, because we want the marriage to last and to be a healthy as healthy as possible, a healthy marriage, so that he doesn't torment her. Uh, we want it to be that he has to, he would have to pay if they got divorced. If he has to pay, if they got divorced. If they got divorced, he would have to pay. So then he would never, or, or the likelihood is much lower that he would torment her to get divorced because he still has to pay. So as a, to deter that, um, we say that there is a ksuba. So this is an argument between the first opinion and Rabbi Rabbi Huda, whether or not in a case of a rape where we force them to get married, assuming she wants it. But we forced him to get married. So then if they get divorced, because she initiates her, because he dies, there's an argument whether or not there is a ksuba. Okay, we'll continue with the next daf in the next class.